Ready in חמש, ארבע, שלוש, שתיים. I'm drinking this fucking smoothie, so I'm not so fat anymore. And it tastes like chocolate, but is it really chocolate? No, it's chalky. All right, listen. Listen, you listen, you soldiers. Hold on. All right. Come see me do live stand-up comedy. ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. DC, one night only at the DC Improv, November 3rd. Then I go to Judor Titties to Caroline's, November 4th and 5th. And then one night in Biloxi, November 18th. Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, November 19th. Dania, right? That's how we say that? Dania. Dania Beach. <laughs> Dania. This has been a hot topic at Studio Jeans. Dania Beach, December 2nd and 3rd. How the fuck do you say that word, Dania? Thank you. Um, oh, also, buy my lipstick. I want to thank every one of you that's purchased it so far. We have sold out. And it's been, it's been bonkers, actually. This product has been going like crazy, and I think you guys are digging it. Uh, it's my perfect shade of red lipstick. I, this is what I've been wearing uh, for the last few years now. I've perfected this formula. Um, I've tried them all. I've been wearing red lipstick since puberty, essentially, and I found like what I love best in all of these different brands and put it into this. It's from Italy. It's European. It's fucking special. So trot out to my website, ChristinaPOnline.com. Do yourself a favor. Can I tell you why I like a red lip? I'll tell you why I like a red lip. Because I studied these French women. I love French women. And you know, is this my camera here or this one? Duh, I'm retarded. This one? Uh, whichever one you look into, we'll we'll play to. I like this one right. better. <laughs> Any hoodles? Um, I have found that you know what I love about these French broads is that they keep it natch. They keep their faces natural. You even see these beautiful petite little French actresses on um, the the red carpet, and they don't wear a lot of makeup. They keep their faces neutral. Their hair is just like, whatever, I just, I'm so sexy. I just had sex and now I come on the red carpet. And then they do a nice red lip. And I found that as a mom, it's like the one thing you can do, like when you're exhausted and you just are like, I, I can't even, I didn't, I didn't shower today, <laughs> but I can put on red lipstick and I feel like a champ. <laughs> you guys think that's funny? Okay. You guys are so weird. Um, Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No, it's true because I, I so 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 good news and bad news. The, the, the bad news is there is the first cold of fall that is ripping through the Segura house. <sighs> That's the bad news. The good news is I get to take Sudafed again. Come on, guys. Let's give it up. 
And the good kind, because this is Texas, and they're just like, yeah, you can have, what is sudephrine, the stuff that you make crystal meth with? Yeah. Um, It's like, get the real kind over the counter. You just got to point to it at the pharmacy, and they're like, oh, you want crystal meth? You're like, yeah, 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 it helps me breathe. And then now I'm, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be positive vibes, uh, because I'm on sudephrine. Um, But man, I got to tell you, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about it today how the a lot of mommy culture and and i love it don't don't get me wrong i'm not poo-pooing mommy culture but uh it's funny how we tend to focus on like it's mommy wine time and like because it it is by the way it is always mommy wine time like there's a reason there's a reason why the the alcoholism jokes exist and you know, mommy needs a nap. Like all, all these things exist because, um, and I, and I think what, what nobody's saying explicitly, which I will say because, um, I think I'm on the spectrum and I just say whatever the fuck I I think I'm autistic just a little. It's fine though. (laughs) I I have, there's no, not a lot of filtration going on between here and here, which is great. Um, I think the underlying subtext to all this, uh, you know, mommy needs a drink and everything. It's like nobody talks about, I don't know, I'm sure they do, but I, maybe I didn't hear it. I didn't want to hear it. Um, the profound, um, it's a life-changing experience of becoming a mother, like from growing a human, a fuck growing a human inside of you to birth And then when you give birth, you birth a baby and not only that baby, but you birth a new you like you are you are no longer the uh, the person you once were for how many years before. And it's uh, it's it's interesting because I'm also simultaneously thinking about all the stuff as I'm watching, which is really silly because I'm I you know, I try to do 10,000 steps a day because I'm part of this fitness program I'm doing and. I've been watching the Terminator movies to to get me motivated to to because I am I like I pretend that I'm Sarah Connor and I'm like I'm gonna fucking kill these robots and then I get real fired up and I love it. Uh, but what's really unique and interesting about the Terminator movies? I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, the Terminator, the original one, came out in '84. Okay, spoiler alert. Am I allowed to f- say what happens? You can proceed. Okay, <laughs> spoiler. We defeat the robots. AI does not take over, okay? And yes, we, we defeat Judgment Day as well. They do not drop the nuclear bomb on us. But anyway, um, what's really interesting about the original Terminator movie, if you go back and watch it, is that it's not about... Uh, yes, it, it is about the robots defeating the humans, but the actual story, the real story, if you're, if you're dark sided, like I am, if you sit in a goth mom room and <laughs> Bauhaus, the real story is about Sarah Connor. It's about a young, beautiful 20 something carefree girl. She's got a, a girlfriend roommate and they're doing their hair and they're getting ready to go out and just be carefree and happy. And she's so innocent. Look at her. And she's gorgeous. What's this woman's name in real life? I always forget. Linda Carter. No, Linda Carter played um, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Fucking oh, <God>. smart, Chad. <laughs> Not so smart now, huh? I'll cut that one out. Stupid. <laughs> why don't you know that? Why, why don't you know obscure 80s? 
<laughs> actresses. No, she Linda, not Linda Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, it's Linda Hamilton. Hamilton. Linda. Jack. Yeah, yeah. Correct oh, him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? You weren't even born yet. Why don't you know this stuff? So Linda Hamilton is this young, naive, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, scared little twenty-something puppy, and from the future comes Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, by the way, is stunning in his prime and i'm not saying this even in like a sexual like horny mom way which i am a horny desperate sad mom but look at the physique on this guy like it's not even that this guy is like i exercise a lot or i'm a bodybuilder it's like his body is a work of art it is so pristine and the terminator always comes through space and time nude which is so great and so gratuitous like they figured out time travel but they can't figure out how to keep clothes on the terminator you know the director this gay director was like listen i want arnold schwarzenegger naked he's got to be naked we got to do something for the women you know uh and the gay men in the audience yeah like why can't they fucking figure out and same with the incredible hulk there was this thing in the 80s where like they wanted to show fit men's physiques which is great so the hulk too he would rip off his shirt and you would get to see his chest it was so gratuitous and silly like he couldn't plan for that like you think the hulk couldn't have worn like some stretchy fabric so that he wouldn't destroy every shirt that he owns that was lou ferrigno so lou ferrigno was another huge bodybuilder in the 80s and he played the incredible hulk on the television version I was obsessed with the Incredible Hulk as like a four-year-old girl. I was the Incredible Hulk for Halloween as a four-year-old girl. Don't ask me what the fucking... Maybe I had a lot of rage issues that were being undiscovered at the time. I have a feeling I was a very angry child. Um, but look at this guy, too. But Lou Fregno was deaf and overcame his, you know, whatever, quote, disability, different ability to become um, one of the biggest stars on television. It was really cool. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, back to him. H hot, stunning, just this stunning man. He has no eyebrows in the first Terminator movie, which I'm not sure why they decided to cover his eyebrows. It's the creepiest uh, choice. And he finds Linda Hamilton, who's just like a carefree 20-something girl, essentially, and is like, I've come from the future. I'm, you know, I'm come. I'm coming to kill you. You're the mother of uh, the John Connor, who's going to defeat the robots and da 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 da. And there he is. And she's scared shitless because it's the very first um, real thing she's probably dealt with in her life. And then it becomes this tale of motherhood, which is really fascinating. It it literally is a, a girl becoming a mother becoming a woman through this journey of protect the child, the unborn child meet. She meets the father, they have sex and you know, she becomes pregnant by the end. You see like she's going to become this Mary. It's actually a biblical tale. When you really think about it, she's, she is Mary carrying the Christ child who will save humanity. It's fucking brilliant. James Cameron is brilliant. Uh, there's so many metaphors. So basically, it's the it's the tale of the Virgin Mary coming to, but but the Virgin Mary is awesome. So by the second movie, look at the so look go scroll up. That's like the the first movie. She's super like, you know, just like what's going on. And by the second movie, she's lean. She's a mean fighting machine. 
And if that ain't a metaphor for motherhood, I don't know what is. Fucking Sarah Connor is every woman who's like, yeah, I've given birth in the fields. I fucking am protecting this baby. Screw you. I'm going to kill. I just, there's some unconscious. I mean, again, like even as I'm saying this, I didn't realize this when I was watching it, but I think this is the real allure of um, the Sarah Connor and the Terminator story because as she fades out of the storylines by Terminator 3, you know, now it's just a bunch of silly people running around trying to find um, a, a, a factory to smash a robot in because there, there has to be a factory of some kind with heavy machinery to smash the robot. That's the only way. Or do you, you have to melt it in like iron lava. They're, they're melted hot lava is the only way to kill a robot. And that's all they're looking for is like the hot lava factory, which I don't even know how they find the hot lava factory, but at the end of every single movie they do and thank god for that and then the and then the 90s come yeah see this is how they kill the first terminator they got it they got to dip him in hot lava it's just like the weirdest have you ever seen a hot lava factory in your entire life terminator they find one in every fucking one and then by terminator 2 he's protecting sarah connor and and um john connor um, and then they have to find another factory to smash the bad guy in that one. <laughs> it's just so silly. So like I said, by the time Sarah Connor is out of the picture, so Linda Hamilton, this is fascinating. I'm, I'm, I do deep dives on stuff because I'm just fascinated by this. So James Cameron and Linda Hamilton, and I guess during the making of these films, hooked up, got married. I think Linda Hamilton has some... Um, she she said in an interview some undiagnosed mental illness stuff at the time, so she was bipolar. And I think, I think, uh, yeah, look at her. She's like, "Don't touch me! Don't fucking touch me in public." So by the time this comes out, they're done. Like James Cameron is like, "Whoa, I I I think you're a little nutty. You need to be on meds." And that was that. And then she wasn't in the third movie once they got divorced. And so then the story becomes. Um, they try to repeat this, the story of the, you know, the woman carrying the future, the future son of the, that's going to save humanity. But, uh, but the story is more about the mother training John Connor to become the future savior of humanity, which is really, really cool. Um, and I had no idea when, you know, back in the 80s, you're just watching this Arnold. Everybody was focused on Arnold Schwarzenegger being a fucking hot piece of uh, Austrian ass. And then what's fascinating about Schwarzy is that, so his dad was super, no, Lou Fregno's dad was super abusive too, but um, Austrian fucking Schwarzenegger, his father was very strict to go figure, right, those Austrians, and was like, you gotta do fitness, you gotta be perfect, da 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 And can you imagine the achievement of Arnold Schwarzenegger, like coming from another country to the United States? He becomes Mr. Universe, which is like, what you know he comes to venice beach and he just starts pumping and he gets noticed and he becomes like and then he does movies after he wins mr universe which is fucking crazy look at this guy's bod it's like it's other look how young he is there too this is him coming to the u.s as a kid and winning mr universe and look how gorgeous he is and not only that, so he comes to, to the U.S., he wins this stuff, he's a huge bodybuilder, he gets into the movies, and then he marries into the Kennedy family with Maria Shriver. 
he becomes governor of California. And then he petitions to change the laws so that he can become president, so that someone who's not born in the United States can become president. That doesn't go over well because, you know, we, we need you to be American. You can't, can't you know. Um, and he did it. I, I think Californians really liked him as, as the governor. And we, at the time, would have gladly voted for Schwarzenegger to be the, uh, the president. I mean, this guy is such a high achiever. And then he bangs the housekeeper, which is other level, like, wait, what? This is always what guys do, right? Like, you're like, you've just, you've got everything. What are you doing? And he bangs the housekeeper. He cheats on Maria Shriver. This is the best scandal, I remember, in, in the 90s. And then not only that, not even to add insult to injury with Maria Shriver. Yeah, there's the fucking housekeeper, dude. Like, she's not a dime. You know what I'm saying? Like, Maria Shriver's a dime. She's a housekeeper. And then has a son with the fucking housekeeper. I mean, yikes. Yikes. Like, what, what a life. What an entitlement. Like, what... I don't know. This is why Hollywood is wacky. I think what happens is you get to a point where you're so famous and you're just so out of the realm. That's the housekeeper, dude. He has a Kennedy. He's married to a fucking Kennedy. And he's like, I'm going to bang the housekeeper. It is wild what people do. But, you know, God love him. He achieved a lot. And uh, nobody's perfect, obvi. And, you know, I can't imagine how Maria... Uh, forgave for that. If they did, I think they're divorced now, I imagine. Look, Google if Maria Shriver stayed with him. Maria Shriver is lovely, by the way. I have a great story about her. I, um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So one time I was horrible. It was probably one of the worst gigs I'd ever agreed to do. Um, did they get divorced? Oh my gosh, Yeah. They filed for divorce in 2011. Good for you, girl. You don't need that. That guy's just fucking mine. So, so anyway, I, um, this is like 2010, 11, and I'm finally making a dime in stand-up comedy. I think I'm on Chelsea Lately regularly now, and my agent calls me and goes, so there's this annual journals ball, journal, journals, journal, journalist ball, journalists. He goes, every Every journalist in America comes to this ball. And usually Alonzo Bowden does the comet, the comedian spot. I guess there's like a, a 20 minute 
spot where they have a comedian come up and do time. And Alonzo is, if you don't know who he is, a brilliant, thoughtful, um, just just master of stand-up comedy. Alonzo, and, and he's sweet, and he's this big, he's lovable guy, and he's very thought-provoking and political and just everything I am not, okay? <laughs> I am not Alonzo Bowden. But I, like an idiot, well, I guess as a desperate comedian more so, agreed to to do it because I'm like, yeah, it's a gig. You're going to pay me, what, 200 whole dollars. I'll probably get some free food. It's going to be amazing. So I go to the journal, journal, journalist ball. It's the middle of the day in Hollywood somewhere. And it's, it is a ballroom full. It's at a hotel and it's just full of, you know, journalists. And so, um, you know, I sit there, I'm waiting to go up it's the middle of the day, which is always death for comedy. It's just the death knell. Why, why, I knew I fucking should have known. So I'm waiting to go up and I'm having a chat with like the ladies at my table. I look over to the table next to me and it's Lisa Ling, Maria Shriver. Gosh, and there's one other, like Connie Chung is sitting at the table next to me. I'm like, this is wild. Like, oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm getting excited to go up and do my time, get nervous and um, they're eating a meal during some speakers, and then the meal is finished, and they call me up. I get to a, it's a podium. I'm doing stand-up comedy at like a podium, like the people's court kind of podium. It's like not ideal. They can't see your body. They can't really see your physicality. It's really hard to connect to an audience. With a fucking like da da da. The people's court. <sighs> God, it's so embarrassing. So. I start talking about my life. Like I, my act is, you know, the husband and the God. Yeah. There, there's me. There's me on the doing the journalist ball. Right. <laughs> literally, literally what it was like. Like you guys want to talk about Supreme court law. It was just, Oh, so bad. And so I'm starting my act and I, I kind of get a few chuckles uh, but again, I'm talking about family life and the husband and the thing and the thing. And I'm like, gosh, nobody's paying attention. What's going on? Well, dessert is being brought out. The fucking, like all these, you know, waiters come out with trays of dessert. Everybody, oh, dessert. What is that? Chocolate mousse? And I hear them chatting about the dessert. And everybody's eating their goddamn dessert and nobody's listening. They just resume chatting. And I was like, this is just death. I tried to get their attention. It's not working. So I just, you know, sometimes in comedy, you just bomb. And you're just like, well, I still get paid my sweet 200 bucks. And I'm going to get a dessert on the way out. So this is great. <laughs> but the one saving grace of this gig, and I will be forever grateful for this one thing of kindness, this gesture of kindness. It's so profound to me. Um, as I look over at the table with Maria Shriver, Lisa Ling, and Connie Chung. And they are listening to me, like attentively listening. And Maria Shriver, of all, all of them, was just like, huh, like kindly laughing. And, and I was like, well, of course she thinks this is funny. I'm shitting on my husband. This poor woman is married to like <laughs> the worst. Uh, but I was so thankful that those women listened to me. And I, I, you know, came up to them after and thanked them for being so kind. And they were so gracious and lovely and 
I, uh, yeah. So that was my, my one Maria Shriver, Lisa Lynn, Connie Chung story. So shout out to those three ladies for being so gracious and kind. Because I think that those three ladies have probably bombed before in our room of just, to some extent. So they, they get the struggle. Uh, but anyway, back to Sarah Connor. The struggle is real. And, um, you know, my kiddos were sick this weekend, which just opens up fucking cold season. And every time my kiddo gets sick, I get real... I get real fucking just thrown out because, uh, you know, he's got asthma and then he can't breathe. It's just like a whole, it's can't breathe. It's a whole thing. Uh, so I get really scared. And uh, it's just like that stuff of motherhood of just the profound, like, like you, you, you're, you're responsible for someone's life, dude. <laughs> that kid stops breathing. Like that's, uh, it's kind of your thing. It's kind of your, that's, you know what I mean? Like you're going to keep breathing and eating and stuff. And um, I think that definitely changes you in a in a in a real way, you know. Um, protect the future savior of humanity. Sarah Connor's charge is protect this child. Uh, make sure the child grows up. Make sure they're okay. Make sure they're all that stuff of motherhood is why mommy drinks every night. You know, like that's the the subtext of all these like blogs and these like. The, the, the stuff we all know as the memes, right? But the, uh, the profound fucking responsibility uh, and, and uh, the transformation one goes through to become okay with that is just other level, dude, you know? And I like hanging out with people who don't have children and I like watching movies. Like I was watching Bridget Jones, too, of all things, just to remember what it was like to be like... I can't believe I'm so fat. I can't, I want to get laid. I would just want to drink martinis. Like I watch sex in the city a lot just to remember what it's like to be carefree. Yeah. I love Bridget, Bridget Jones. This is another one. This I, I've watched this movie. I'm sure every woman has like a million times. I love how they think she's fat too. She's like Renee Zellweger had to, she, she weighed 133 pounds for this role. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm like, I would dream, 133 was very skinny for me at one point. She looks great. But uh, yeah, just to be worried about like, will I find a boyfriend? Will I go on holiday on a mini break? Who will I shag? Will it be Mark Darcy? (laughs) Or the other one, what's his fucking, uh, Hugh Grant? Uh, Yeah, it's just like, it's just so silly. Like, I just love it. Because like those times in your life, I... You look back now, you look back when you, after you have the children and the life and the mortgage and you're just like, wow, what was I stressed about really? Because I was so stressed out as a 20 something. I was so worried about, you know, locking my life down and getting in there and fucking, (sighs) and you know, but anyway, that's my, that's my jam. On to more important news in mom world. And if you listen I, I, there's a million good things on Netflix. Nothing as entertaining as Ilaria Baldwin's Instagram. If you're not on Ilaria Baldwin's Instagram, stop, pause this program, find it on your phone. You're going to fucking die. Okay. If you don't know this broad, <laughs> we've covered her. <laughs> She's out of her fucking mind. It's so good. So Ilaria Baldwin, Ilaria. Um, is from Boston. She's married to Alec Baldwin, who is 73, 4? 
She's maybe 30-something, 33. She's gorgeous. She is fit. She wears stilettos when she is nine months pregnant. She is just one of these women that you are just like, how do you exist? You're just so gorgeous and perfect. Anyway, she pretended to be Spanish for a while. It was so good. Right, because her real name's Hillary, right? She's Hillary Baldwin. She grew up in like a $3 million townhome in like like a good neighborhood in Boston. And I guess like her parents lived lived in Spain or something. Maybe she did have a connection to Spain. But like... You know what I mean? Like a loose, it's not, it's not as though she was really right. So she led people to believe that she was Spanish for a while and she would go on talk shows and be like, how do you say this word, the cucumber? Like it was so great. It's, it's such a study in human psychology and like what is happening. And, and as you know, I know we live in a time where we're very open to these things. And so, so, so she just had her... S- Listen to moms, her seventh baby, seven, seven, seven. Think about that. Now, those of us that are in the twos and the three children range, some of us four, I'm friends with, I'm friend, Jenny Pentland has five. I know what that looks like. (laughs) And she's, she, she's pretty much had them back to back. So this woman has been pregnant or in postpartum stage for fucking, I mean, how many years now? A good decade, which is, I don't know how she does it when I was in postpartum. I couldn't wait to get out of this phase and get back to being a normal human being. But this means she is constantly in that hormonal shift. She's like that poor Duggar lady on, what is it? <laughs> was it 19 Kids and Counting. She's just always like, well, Jim Bob likes to blast his loads in me. And I got to take them because God tells me to take loads. I can't imagine what the deal is. So seven kids. Are any of them twins? This I don't know. No. So one of them was done by a surrogate, confirmed surrogate. Okay. So here's what's, what's really bizarre to me. And I know we're in an era, 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 where we're not supposed to judge people. But listen, if you ain't judging seven kids with a 70-something-year-old dude, you don't have a fucking pulse because this is crazy town. Um, here's the good news. They're rich, hopefully, and I'm sure she can afford nannies on nannies on nannies, and I, I sure hope to God she's util- utilizing nannies on nannies on nannies. Um, but this is just nutty. And then go go to her fitness stuff. I love how she's super... <laughs> she does these videos... Yeah. This is my favorite. Like, I'm nine months pregnant, but I still do Pilates every day. And I, I mean, I don't know how she's doing it. <laughs> it's so weird, too. And it's under, like, the ruse of I'm helping other women be fit. Like, mm, it really? Are you? Are you? Or are you just, like, humble bragging? I don't know. Because most of us, when you're this pregnant, you're just fucking fat and sad and you just want it to be over but maybe she really loves being pregnant and like really really loves the process of of this birthing and it's possible or it's just undiagnosed uh, mental illness and this is really bananas seven she's got the gown jesus christ (laughs) it is so weird i'm sorry it is i i it, it's a it's a, it's an interesting study like what's going on like it's uh 
And there's never nannies in the pictures. It's always like the impression that she's doing it all. There's no way. Because I think when people had seven children, it was like you were on a farm and, you know, the older siblings and the families, the aunts and the uncles and the grandparents helped raise. And I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just fascinating, guys. The weirdest thing that I'm think that I'm looking at is like these pictures were set up, you know. Like, I know. Obviously, there's like ton of equipment in that room right I know. now. It's in her own house, <laughs> and That's she's so like, weird. "I'm just laying here, nine months pregnant in my chiffon." It's the weirdest. <laughs> that took so much time to make that photo. <laughs> it's the weirdest. It took so much time. The lighting guy, and then the makeup, and the hair. I know this because I do photo shoots from time to time, and I hate them because. It literally, to get that hot, it takes like four hours of hair and makeup. And then, you're right, lighting. And when you're that pregnant, like even standing for a long time is really uncomfortable, let alone sitting in a makeup chair. So, ay, yay, yay, maron, this is like other level fucking cookie nutters. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's not for me, that's for sure, homie, but... Okay. And this is like, like I'm just reading the caption here. This is like a letter to her daughters. I don't know. I'm not going there. It's like, you guys can read. I don't even, the, here's the deal with me, is that when I see, I just look at the photos. Like, I can't even read the, the, the words because the photos are enough for me to satiate, like, the what is going on here. The, wor- the words will just upset me because I'll be like, I, I can't. I don't know what you're doing with your life. It's not what I do with my life. Could you even imagine seven fucking kids? Um, I mean, two is if you're if you're invested in the ones you got. I mean, I got two boys and I'm like, I am drained, like so drained. I mean, the 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 mental I'm literally my four year old is in this phase where he says mommy every fucking 10, maybe eight seconds. Mommy, mom, mommy, mommy. I'm like, Jesus, what? What? Call. What is it? Look at this thing. Mommy, look. And I'm like, I, I, it's, it's enough to make you crazy. It makes you so crazy. You're like, I can't, I can't answer. To, I can't. I'm done. Like, I just want to lock myself in a room and um, watch Do Revenge on Netflix, which is really good, by the way, too. This is how I decompress. I watch uh, silly teen movies. Maya, Maya Hawk, Uma Thurman's daughter, is f- sensational. She's just, she is a true actress. This Maya Hawk is Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter. She's in um, what, what's that shit? Stranger Things, and she is built for acting. The girl has the pure DNA of two brilliant actor parents, and she's gorgeous, and and you can tell that she's just like connected to her feelings and stuff. Wow, Do Revenge is great, moms. If you're if you're looking for just like a silly high school drama show to lose. Uh, to dissociate from your lives with it's it's so good it's so stupid and high school and drama so good okay let's get back into mom um world there's a lot going on lots of hot topics you know when i have guests here i don't get to uh, catch up with them with the important stuff you guys like crackhead terminology I was listening to your last episode with Ryan Sigler. I wanted to share my experience with the new politically correct terminology for addiction and other mental illnesses. I am a psychiatric nursing student in Canada, and I was penalized for using the word addict in one of my assignments. (laughs) Back to your conversation with Ryan. Crackheads are now being called, quote, persons with cocaine use disorder. (laughs) 
Yeah. As per the DSM-5 and our psych nursing curriculum, we can no longer use the terms schizophrenic or borderline. Instead, persons with schizophrenia and persons with borderline personality disorder. Borderline. It is an interesting position to be in because I am a recovering heroin addict, five plus years clean, and find all of the horrible memes and slang terms hilarious. Sensitive people are ruining all the fun. I try to let my sense of humor shine when I can avoid getting in too much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so the DSM-5, this is really interesting. The DSM-5 is the book with which we diagnose people with various mental illnesses. And what's interesting about it is that it changes over time. It literally is the means by which like you go see your shrink or whatever and they are like, well, this patient meets these criterion and therefore they have, you know, blah, 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 generalized anxiety disorder or major depression or whatever. And so it like so many things is constantly under revision and constantly being updated. Um, It's so funny because if you have been diagnosed with something, which I think I've been called a few different things at this point, (laughs) I've been diagnosed Woo! With a few um, of these terms in the DSM, um, you realize like, hey, it's so silly and um, I don't mind being called whatever because I know like you're not you're not your diagnosis. You're not if you have whatever it is you have in this life, you're not that thing. And I agree. Guess what? She is a heroin addict and she knows it and it's fine. The people that have the things are usually okay with you. It's, it's the people that don't have the things that are fucking sensitive. It's, it's just, it's unreal. It is really real. And especially as, a, as someone whose mother was schizophrenic, uh, she was fucking schizophrenic. Okay. She wasn't a person <laughs> with, with schizophrenia. Bitch was schizophrenic. I mean, she was, she was, um, doing all kinds of weird shit like when I went through her stuff you know she became a shut-in towards the end of her life there the last eight years and uh I mean it was wild dude like she would she would take like um instruction manuals from the microwave for the microwave literally this is one thing I found and she would like highlight and circle and underline like words that she thought were relevant and she saw messages and coding and she became obsessed with the Bible later in life too and circling phrases and things like they get very mess- messianic. Schizophrenics tend to go into like, um, you know, Christian stuff. They get very drawn to like that idea. So she was highlighting shit from the Bible and just writing down absurd things and seeing patterns and things that there were no patterns and so, yeah, let me tell you, if you've gone through stuff, uh, you're not offended <laughs> because you're, you're already broken by whatever it is you've been through. You don't, you don't need to, we don't need to worry about the, the terminology. But, hey, now it's, you can't call them crack addicts. Wow. Okay. I think crackhead is pretty good. Person with cocaine disorder. Good luck. Good luck with that person with cocaine disorder. Person? I mean, it's implied they're a person with a cocaine disorder. Okay. Language semantics. Let's do some follow-up voicemails. Poor favor. Hey, Mega Mommy and Booth Boys. So I wanted to go ahead and throw my two cents in on the nerd culture thing. Fucking nerds. I hate them. 
God. That Christina says that her personal uh, vag becomes a desert when it comes to miniatures and nerd culture. Yeah. But I got to say, um, there are a ton of Hollywood celebs that play <laughs> D&D and play miniatures and oh, play comic books. No. And, and for those of us that have been in the industry a long time, I do it professionally. Like, I literally, you know, my, my salary is from this stuff. Uh, and it, there's a lot of uh, ridiculous, there's a ridiculous amount of like polyamorous and uh, just rampant fucking in the <laughs> nerd culture. Oh, that's um, good. So everybody's lists get pretty long when it comes to the fact that we have similar, uh, similar things. And Christina, this goes for you particular. Oh, so many. There are a ton of goths. I that know. Are into gaming. I know. Love you guys. Not good ones. Uh, watch your show, listen to your show all the time. And, uh, Sorry about the drive edge. Listen, first of all, you sound hot, so I'm really <laughs> bummed out <laughs> that that's the case, that you're like a professional dork. I'm so upset with you right now. I'd like to meet you now. Um, you do sound hot. I like that you guys are getting laid. Nerds need to get laid, too. And I'm upset that, that the goths are into this kind of stuff. You guys need it. It's upsetting. But what can I tell you? Um, also, you know what's funny? I noticed I was at Michael's. I was at Michael's Arts and Crafts buying Halloween decorations yesterday, and I like it's so funny. I, every single Michael's Arts and Crafts I've been to, there is a certain type of cashier that they hire. I do think they pull from the uh, the cosplay nerd community because I've seen a lot of like like Rapunzel, I don't know how to explain this, like Rapunzel looking women, you know, they have like excessively long hair. We were like, what is this? What is this? Your fantasy? Like you're in uh you're like, uh, it's not, it's not a normal length of hair. It's too long. And they're very whimsical. And, and like, I think they believe in fairies and stuff like that. Like they're always these employees and it's so weird. The men too are like male fairies. I don't know. I don't know what Michael's Arts and Crafts is doing. I got to take a pish real quick. Can you? Yep. I, I drank a lot of my shake. <sighs> I got to pee. I've been drinking so much water and so much protein shake. Um, okay, let's do another follow-up voicemail, Mommy Jean. Hey, Mama Jean and Booth Juice. This is Luke from <laughs> Tulsa. I'm calling in in reference to episode 164. Um, at the end of the episode when Christina's talking about what's a pussy dryer to collect and what's manly to uh, collect, well, yeah. I'm 33 years old, and uh, every kid has that one stuffed animal Aww. that they always loved as a kid. That's fine. Well, I still have mine, and that's okay. I actually put that on display on the shelf. So oh, uh, oh. let me know what you think, Christina. Thanks. Bye. <sighs> I think you know what I think. <laughs> I think you know what I think, and I think you know what I'm going to say. You know, Heidegger said, was it Heidegger? It's all in the forming of the question. <clears throat> and who you ask. Oh, that was Camus. Listen, you know what I'm going to fucking say. It's okay to hold on to, to trinkets from your childhood. It is okay. You should have a box somewhere where you put your favorite baseball cards, your favorite little things, your, your items that you cherish, and you put them away in your closet, and you do not display them. The display is what's going to dry pussies. So... <laughs> 
you can display it, but just know that you're gonna you're a sensible woman will see that and be like, what? What's that? You're like, it's my teddy bear, my lovey from when I was two. I'd be like, okay, you're fucking mentally ill. So put it away, cherish it very privately. There's certain items that don't need to be out for everybody to see. It's okay to save them, but don't don't have it forever. Okay, one more. Let's do this. Hey, Mommy, it's Abby from Australia, and I was just listening to your latest episode about what drives your dad up Mm -hmm. when you're dating a guy. Myself, I'm married, so thank fuck I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. But (laughs) back when I was a young gal, any dude who played video games immediately dried my badge. Just fucking get off your controller, get off the TV, and do something else. That's it. I've got a good body. I'm standing here, but you'd rather flick your bean on your little controller thing. I don't understand it, but whatever floats your boat, right? All right, keep in mind, tight, Mum, and I'll catch you up in May. Bye. God, I love that accent so much. I really do love the Aussie accent, don't you? I'll it's the best. I'm not anymore. <laughs> I knew that would hit Annie in particular in a hard way. I know, I know, Annie. I know. But it's all good. I mean, you know. Does your lady care that you're playing video games? <laughs> she plays with me. That's what Uh-oh. I'm saying. The, the girls yeah. who, who are not into that, I mean, we won't find each other anyway. It's, it's not for you. Yeah. yeah, I agreed. So you just have to. So this is good for women listening is that if you're not into video games, do not marry or live with a dude that that's his thing. Okay. You, it's so fucking important. <sighs> What? What are you grumbling about over there? Mask for four weeks now. What are you? Go to the doctor, you weirdo. I'm figuring like, it out. At what point will you just surrender and get antibiotics? Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying. I don't know. You said you said don't live with them. Don't live with them. If you don't, if you're not into it yourself, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If no, no, no. If it, she's, yeah. if she's, if you're, I'm telling women this valuable lesson. I'll tell you what I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'll tell you. Uh, is that who he is now is who he's going to be 20 years, more or less. Tw- I'm talking about the, 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 the shit like, is he, is he neat? Is he tidy? That's who he's going to be. Are you messy? That's who most likely you're going to be unless you make concerted effort to change all that stuff. If he's into video games, he's probably going to continue to be into video games. Does he smoke pot all day? He's probably going to fucking do that too. That's his jam. If he's into bowling, cosplay cards whatever gay ass shit he's into what's wrong with bowling i don't know i I just threw it out there i I don't take it don't take it personally but i mean look hey and on on the on the same token okay so that this cuts both ways so you know if you if you're dating a girl who's like i like Bauhaus and i i route my touring schedule around an obscure 80s goth band you're not going to like that me. You're not going to like the fact that I got a weird fucking goth room in my house or that I I listen to the music I listen to or I eat fucking weird food. Like, it's just preferences and you, you got to pick and choose like what you can tolerate for the long haul. It's just the truth. Like that, And then women get all mad at the guy for the, those little things. It's like, dude, you married a fucking slob. You married a nerd. You married these guys as they are. 
And then 20 years from now, you're going to get mad at him because he's like that. It's just like, dude, no, you just married the thing that you can tolerate. And then you work through shit, I guess, over the course of many years. Now, the intrinsic qualities, that's the biggest deal, too. Like, are they high moral character? Do they do they lie? Do they all that stuff? That That's really the important thing, I, I think. And also what, what's important to you, like. I have, I tell I'll tell you the truth. Really, between Tom and me, I've never yelled at him not once for like you left dishes in the sink. I I ask him. I've never yelled at him for you didn't take out the trash, um, because we're a we're both pigs. So <laughs> it's likely my plate that's in the sink and not even his. And B, I know who I married. The guy does not do that shit okay but guess what we both decided on really early is that we're gonna prioritize our finances such that we hire a cleaning lady <laughs> so we've we had a cleaning lady when we could not afford a cleaning lady because we were both like nope we're not doing this we are agreeing as a couple so you know there's that way i have always said listen either you marry a guy who is tidy or a guy that can afford to hire you a housekeeper and that way you won't fight about that shit or you make the money that you can pay for the housekeeper, whatever you guys decide on. So apropos this discussion, you ladies are going to fucking love this one. This just about blew my cooch apart into 5,000 parts. I saw, I found this TikTok. Don't, don't play it yet. Listen, is my, and, and, and I, I feel like I've, I've been really unfair to Gen Z in the last, you know, few years. <laughs> since I've discovered you. No, I, I've been trying to understand. I always seek to understand, but I got to give Gen Z props on their constant trying to equalize everything and and like they want to level the playing field on all fronts, which is fucking admirable. Great. I hope it happens. Amazing. Okay, so here's this email that came in, which like, this shit is so funny, dude, because I'm like, I don't, okay. Hey, Mommy Jeans, I turned 30 this year and I have two children, a five and a one-year-old. I recently got my BA and I'm focusing on my career. My husband works full-time and so do I. Lately, I've had to work nights, but I still take my boy to activities. Even with this, I feel like I'm deduced to about four to five hours Monday through Friday with my kids, sometimes less. Then I have them all weekend. I still am responsible for 90% of the household, everyday dishes, laundry, meals, etc. My husband has stepped up, but it's still uneven. Even though we work close to the same amount of hours, is it wrong to want it all? Fulfilling family and a career. Are my kids losing something important? I feel guilty for being happier now that the roles of childcare are more along the co-parenting lines. My husband is super supportive, but it does take a toll on our relationship. For some reason, oh, it takes a toll on your relationship. Well, yeah, you guys are parents. So what are your thoughts? She's asking me what my thoughts are. I have so many fucking thoughts about this. Okay, so first of all, yeah. Another subject nobody talks about, by the way, is that kids take a toll on your relationship. This is like, they should, this should be, they should have a seminar when you get pregnant. And they're like, listen, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> The woman is going to carry this child and do the most of the work for this child and feel fucking really resentful for it. Most of us, I would say the average male female relationship, especially people in my generation, 
The woman will carry the brunt of the responsibility. The man will feel the pressure to provide more and maybe go that direction on the outside of the home parameter. But the woman is in charge of the in, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And that will create resentment. And you will want to fucking kill your husband because you're the one that's up at 4 a.m. breastfeeding and, and your body's thrashed and, and you're the one that your career is going to suffer and da, da, da. It's all setbacks for the woman. And that's why it does take a toll on your relationship. So especially with a one-year-old and the two of you are working together as a team to do this, which is outstanding. It sounds really progressive and great. But yeah, you don't have time for each other. And that's what that's when the relationship suffers. So like what I what I've learned with Tom over the years is like you just you have to make each other the priority because you're top of the pyramid, right? Like mommy and daddy are the top. And if mommy and daddy aren't solid, the whole thing falls apart. So like I know it's tough. You guys have kid like a small kid and one that's like kind of up and going there, but you gotta make each other a priority to hang out. And we listen, Tom and I don't always do it. It's almost impossible with both of our careers and blah, 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 but we try. Okay, so that's one thought there. <laughs> I love this. And and uh, she's she's 30. Okay, so you're you're like of this new gen, this evolved gen. My husband has stepped up, but it's still uneven. Of course it's uneven, baby. This is this is one of the fucking things about motherhood too that I feel like no one says is that you're the mom. You're Sarah Connor, bitch. The vessel comes through you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're mom. You're number one. You're always going to be number one. The, the baby grew in you. The baby comes out of you. He'll never, ever feel the same way. Maybe he does. I don't know. But truly, they don't get it the way that you do because you're the mom, dude. I'm telling you, when my baby cried, I remember in the very beginning, I would feel it in my body. Like even now when uh, Julian is more of the crier in the night, I know exactly what the cry is. Oh, that, no, that's not a big one. That's a bad dream. Okay. Or that, oh no, he just puked in his bed. I better get over there. Like Tom does not have the same radar that I do to that attunement. And that is your blessing as a mom. That's why we can do this shit. Um, it's, what nat- it's what nature gave us, this mother's intuition. It's, Listen, mother, mother earth. The earth is the mother. What is the rest? The fucking sky is the dad. Father time. Father time. He kills you. Yeah, he kills stuff. The father kills. What's the, no, no. The, the, but the, the feminine is mother earth, right? God is the father, but mother is earth because we're rooted in that stuff. We create life, we grow life, and we maintain life. So it, it will always be uneven. I think in that regard. I don't know, but then there are guys who are like super, super great dads and they're super sensitive and great, cool. So this is what I wanted to bring your attention because I've just heard about this book called The Fair Play Method. I have not read it yet. Uh, I actually came across it on a, of all things, of course, a TikTok. Um, and we can't, so The Fair Play Method, this is um, Fair Play, a game changing solution for when you have too much to do and more life to live. So I think the book, I think what I'm gathering is the book is about trying to even the playing field between household duties, between men and women, between childbearing. And it makes fucking sense. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you be able to co-parent in a more equal manner? And yeah, if you're both working full time, why, why does she have to do all the fucking stuff and work too? It should, it just like, it's intuitive. So um, it started, okay. Anyway, I'm not going to read what this is about, but play this tech talk that I sent to you. 
and I'm gonna read it because it has music on it. So this is a TikTok of a man and he's saying how he helps even the playing field between he and his wife. And I just about fell out of my chair when I saw this. Okay, so here we go. There's a baby in a crib. It starts with that. Uh, I've been reading, it's a male, male voice, of the Fair Play Method book. And so I've been trying to implement some of the ideas, even though it's not complete CPE. I don't know what, what's CPE? Com- Child protective energy? <laughs> Co-parenting energy? Yeah, some like shit like that. Well, you read the book. I don't fucking know. Okay, two, to take over the whole workload at the end of the night after we both had a long day, but she's been working with Everly. That's the baby. So basically he's saying, I'm going to help. The wife has been home with this baby all day. She's exhausted. I work, but I'm going to come home and do house chores. I mean, are you guys, I'm fucking floored. Like, the, this is so great. This is such like, what? I can't believe this exists. Okay, go ahead. She's much more tired. The other day, I showed a video of me making this list of all the things that need be, to be getting done at the end of the day, mostly so that she doesn't have to remember. She doesn't have to remind me. Listen to this, bitches. You're going to fucking die. This guy has got a list. Don't, 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 don't move it. So, so has a list so that she doesn't have to nag me. It's like Aspen out, Aspen, that's a dog. Feed the dog, change the water bowl, take out like all the stuff that a woman normally has to nag the guy. He's like, yeah, I just made a checklist. I just made a checklist and now she doesn't have to nag me. <sighs> okay, go ahead. I Me, mean, she doesn't have to nag me to do them. I can't tell you how often she actually asked to remind me to feed the dog do the milk and or close and lock the door (laughs) by me creating this list i mean showing it to her and getting consent from her (laughs) that's the best part so gay she doesn't have to think about it anymore it's completely in my ownership now oh my god i'm no i'm not even close to being done with the fair play method journey (laughs) but i hope this helps to share what we were so far i don't know a dad that hates being nagged but does all the same thing towards every night for the most part. I mean, <laughs> I'm fucking blown away. I mean, this is pretty amazing. Look, he's like, lights off. First of all, it's so stupid that, I mean, how retarded are guys that they're like, I have to turn the lights off at the end of the night and lock the doors. Are you guys this dumb? No. No. Yeah, this guy kind of sucks, I think. And I know. I'm like, are you this stupid? Well, Chad, you're sensitive, Chad. You're like new new Gen Z Chad. So tell me your, your thoughts. Gen Z. But you know what I mean. He's I, a boomer, just like yeah, you. He's a boomer. He's, a boomer, um, but, no. he's like 40. I'm, no. No, but you're sensitive, Chad, and I think you're more evolved emotionally than most of us at Studio Jeans. There, I yes, said Yes, that it. is true. Okay, so go ahead. Oh, what, you, what you are your my- thoughts on this? <laughs> I mean, just remember to do those things. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like most of those things you just do in your routine. It's more of like an maybe like a a personality organized type person that needs that. But I think a lot of people kind of do that. No, intuitively. they don't. Can no? I tell you, I've dated men my whole life. Um, a lot of guys don't know basic shit like this. Like, like truly. That's I, wild. Yeah. Maybe Tom just- doesn't know basic shit. Like turn, turn off the fucking lights. Um, yeah, he doesn't know. No. Baby, and a lot of women listening to this, their husbands don't do this shit, okay? Hmm. 
You guys are different. Well, you live alone. Maybe you do it. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. Is like if you live alone long enough, it's like, well, I gotta, I have to do this shit, so it becomes your routine. Yeah, it's like oh no one else God. is gonna do it, so have to. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna sleep with the lights on. No. You gotta remember to turn those off. You're gonna feed your animal. Right. No, you'd be surprised, Tom. <sighs> How many dead dogs have you guys I mean, I, 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 when I would leave town, I remember being like, did you feed Bitsy? Whoa, shit. Like, literally, if I didn't do it, the dog was long dead, you guys. Bitsy died 10 years ago. <laughs> you know, you have to remind them to do basic human stuff. You do. Most, most dudes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I do like to get their attention, though. Like, if I do, because generally speaking, when a girl comes into the picture, she does kind of take over those types yes. of tasks. Like, just, yeah, yeah they think so about it. So fucking annoying. Um, but I do like to kind of get their attention when I do help around, you oh know? Like, if I put, <laughs> if I put, if I do the dishes on, I'm like, hey, uh, baby, check it out. You see I this? Know. Huh? <laughs> dishes. I know. You guys Got think you. you've, you've done the fucking. <laughs> holy grail but i think part of it is the it's our fault too because we're not forcing them i have a gay friend who's just my favorite we've been friends for 20 some years and he's like god straight women you guys just put up with everything you guys are so fucking stupid i'm like i know i know he's like straight women you just put up with all this and i'm like yeah so good for the straight women of today they're not um putting up with it anymore and we're gonna have a bunch of neutered males doing the fair play method and you, things will be totally equal and you'll never want to fuck them. <laughs> That's the problem. It's right. It's always like either he's a sensitive and he fucking does everything and you're like, yeah, but I don't want to have sex with that guy or he's the guy that does nothing. And you're like, I, but I want to fuck him. I don't, I don't know. know. That's true. Exactly. No, not for true. you, Chad, but for fucked up people like me, maybe, you know, I, I don't I, know. I think it's got some validity to it. For me, for fucked up people, but Chad's is sensitive and like emotionally correct. Chad's the next generation of humans is what I'm saying. He's like the next generation of male whatever, and he's got to find a bitch that's like leveled up. It's hard. I'm pretty picky when it comes to settling down with somebody. See? But See? I don't know if I'm like the, the exact sensitive type you're talking about. I am sensitive, but I don't know if I'm the... Uh, uh, the Vag drying sensitive. That you no, that's nothing worse than vag drying sensitive. Because that, that's true. Like there, there is a balance between a guy who's emotionally connected and then the guy who's just too, it's too much. And you're like, your energy is too feminine and now I'm not attracted to that. Because I don't even like women that are too overly emotional with me. I'm like, ugh, it's, it's repulsive. It's somebody whose energy leaks, you know what I mean? Like, they, they want you to fix them, kind of. Anyway, I got to go. I got to go to a fucking parent-teacher, blah, blah, blah. You know how that shit goes. I love you guys. Uh, oh, God. Thank you for watching. Subscribe on the poop tube. Um, yeah, until next time, stay cool, moms. I love you. Bye, 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 bye. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at podcast With Christina P